Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there. Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Welcome to Your Life the Mixtape presents Headliners. Each week, I am joined by the best and the brightest stars of music from all over the world to find out a little bit about what makes them tick. This week, I am joined by an up-and-coming singer-songwriter. She has received critical acclaim from Wonderland Magazine and several Spotify editorial playlists. And believe me when I tell you, friends, that she is one that you will want to keep your eye on. Uh, I I have a very good feeling that she is... She is the next big thing. Please welcome the absolutely incredible Jules to the show. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Aw. That was like such an amazing intro. I feel I feel so special right now. Good, good. Uh, thank you for being here. Um, so let's uh, let's dive right into this thing. What's the most awkward question that you've ever been asked in an interview? Oh gosh. Okay. We're starting with, um, delving right into the awkwardness. Um, I think that the most awkward question that I've been asked was probably like, who writes your songs for you? Just because, um, it's like public knowledge that I started off as a songwriter and I play a really heavy role in writing all of my own music. So I think that that probably is the question that was most like not awkward but just kind of showed me that the person didn't care that much about my art that's that's crazy because like the first thing in and for people who aren't aware kind of how this works um I get emails and they're like hey this is an artist that we're working with would you be interested in having them on the show and when I when I got the email about Jules like literally the first word in the email was singer songwriter (laughs) right there yeah no that makes me so happy just because I I really do feel like the whole reason why I got into artistry and why I love being able to do what I do is just because writing is such a fun part of the process for me and it's I don't know it's just kind of it's how I express myself so I'm really stoked that they introduced me like that If you could collaborate with any artist, living or dead, uh, who would you pick? 
Oh my gosh, this is such an easy question for me. Um, I've been obsessed with Lana Del Rey since I was like 13 years old. <laughs> way too early, way too young to be that obsessed with Lana. But I truly believe everybody has that person that they like just put on such a pedestal. And in my eyes, Lana can do no wrong. She's an absolute angel. Her songwriting, her art form, her visual content, everything about her has always just been like so perfect to me. And so if there's anybody in the universe that I could, I think if I met her though, I think I would honestly, like, I don't know if I could work with her because I would just start crying and like, (laughs) I don't think I would be able to get out coherent words. So that would be a problem. Using only one word, describe your latest project. Hmm. I think it's quite ethereal. It's an excellent word. And yes, I agree. Thanks. Who is an artist that if they popped into this Zoom right now and said, Jules, I need you to come on tour with me, who would you drop everything for? Oh, my gosh, that's such a hard question. There's like so many people that I would drop everything for. I'm I'm really, (laughs) I do have a lot going on in my life, but um, I just admire so many, hmm. I think I think if Taylor Swift or Ed Sheeran came up to me or Lana Del Rey or like any of the above came up to me, I would quite literally drop whatever I was eating and run to wherever I needed to be. Yeah. And yeah, I'm trying to think about like a better. No. Yeah, I would definitely stop whatever. I think I would just have a panic attack and like want to be there immediately. Feel so honored. Yeah. I like that. If you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? Um, I think in general, just like as I've grown up, I've started to see more and more female figures come into the spotlight and strong female figures. And I love that they're pioneering a new age where females are empowered and able to express themselves fully. But I do think that the music industry kind of in the past has inclined towards suppressing the female voice. And so I love I love all of like the recent surges of strong, badass females that are just like absolutely killing the game. And I I really hope that over the next 10 years, we kind of move in that trajectory Um, That's something I'm going to be really excited to see in my lifetime. That's a fantastic answer. I love that. What's a venue that you would give anything to play? Uh, Okay, so when I was 13 years old, the first concert that my sister and I actually ever went to was Katy Perry's um, Teenage Dream World Tour at Madison Square Garden. And I so distinctly remember we had like terrible seats at the time just because it was such a last minute purchase. Like I think we got them the night before. And so we were so far back in the crowd and we had to quite literally like stand on the seats just to even see her. But there was this one magical moment in the show where she got on this like lift, lift levy type thing. And she actually took her acoustic guitar and went out into the crowd 
And I swear that night when she was performing Thinking of You, like my favorite song on the album, she stopped right in front of where I was. And I swear we made eye contact and I could just feel it throughout my whole body. And that was, I, I got shivers, I got goosebumps. And I so distinctly remember like looking up at her and just thinking, I want to do that. <laughs> so I think after that moment, the dream for me has always been MSG for sure. That's an amazing story. Thanks. What do you think is your worst habit during the songwriting process? <laughs> That's a really good question. Honestly, songwriting has not been something that I've always, like, it's not something that I've really struggled with in my lifetime. I think it was like the one thing that always kind of felt natural to me. And it was my one safe place outside of, because like other things, definitely, I feel like I had to effort and I had to work really hard at. And songwriting was like one my one escape from all of that. It was like the one thing that kind of came naturally and organically. So I don't, I wouldn't say like, I don't like, I wouldn't say that I struggle with a part of songwriting, but I would say that sometimes I procrastinate it. Like if I, you know, if I get distracted or just want to do something else, then I'll put down a song for a day. But usually the best work that I come up with is kind of like, I go into flow. And so I kind of feel like I almost detach and I can't stop what I'm doing because it's just so like I need to get my ideas down now and they're flowing through me and I'm having like this kind of download of ideas. And so I, I don't really know if I would change that process for me because it kind of feels like the one part of my work where I don't have to try at all. What What's a song that anytime you hear it on on like Spotify or on the radio or something uh, you go damn I wish I had written that you know what there are so many songs like that for me I just I feel like truly anything by Taylor or Lana Del Rey all of their music is just so incredibly and beautifully written and smart it's so in freaking intelligent is the thing like I, lately, I've just been completely taken aback by folklore specifically. The writing on that is just so intelligent, where every single time you listen, you uncover like a deeper hidden layer, a deeper meaning. And I think that that kind of encompasses everything that Taylor does and her approach to her music and her releases. Everything is so freaking smart. And that makes it really interesting to be a fan because you're able to kind of like delve more deeply into the meaning behind everything and even if you go to different people they can all listen to the exact same song and have such different interpretations that I think it just makes it truly such a unique listening experience so I would say anything on folklore anything on born to die by Lana Del Rey um have you heard August by Taylor I think so possibly okay so I was actually listening like two days ago and I've listened to this song literally countless times at this point and so it like something clicked for some reason on that particular listen and I was listening to the lyrics that go like 
Leave me behind the mall. And for some reason, all I could hear was, meet me behind them all. And then I looked it up and I started realizing Taylor purposefully literally used that saying because there's a double meaning with that particular saying. And it is supposed to also mean meet me in secret, meet me behind them all. And that wordplay, I think, just like perfectly encompasses why I'm so enamored by all of her work. Um, it's just brilliant. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give that. I'm I'm terrible with song titles, um. So so I'm definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out when we get done. Okay, I can actually. I'll send you the name and everything. Like I'll I'll shoot you a text. Yes. Sure. Describe your perfect day. I'm a really simple girl. So I like I love coffee. Um. The best part of every single day is when I get to wake up and go get a latte. And especially with October, I'm a Libra baby. I was born in October. So I have a lot of seasonal pride for fall. Um, it's always kind of been like, in my opinion, I just think it's the best season of all time. Are we, are we best friends now? Cause that's yeah. 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 Okay. You're speaking my language. Well, where, <laughs> when were you born? I, I was born in August, but I've always just been like very much as soon as the temperature, I'm like, I'll wear a hoodie all year. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, okay. And basically you're like on the cusp too. Like August is not that far off from fall. So like that categorically counts in my eyes. Excellent. Yeah. So I'm just enamored by fall. Recently, I've really been loved. I've been loving like waking up getting a latte. I also really love the ocean. I feel like it's very creatively charged. And so my perfect day would be getting a latte, getting coffee in the morning, going for a hike, and then driving to the beach and riding by the water. I love that. What is a song lyric, yours or someone else's, that's always stuck with you? Uh, um. I think Lana Del Rey, um, I think, oh gosh, there's so many great song lyrics that she's had where I could literally look up any song by her, but I, I've always loved the idea of Born to Die, and I've listened to a few of her interviews about um, that particular song, and it's funny because it sounds like such a serious title, Born to Die. It's obviously kind of ironic, but what interested me most was learning that that was like a funny title to her. And I think that really, I don't know, for some reason that struck me. Like it is kind of funny. Like if yeah. you really think about it, we are born to die. Like we're all gonna die. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's crazy how she made like this larger than life body of work around that whole idea. And while I like, I always interpreted it as something quite serious because the body of work is kind of serious. It is kind of dark and melancholy, but it's interesting because now I just think it's funny. Nice. What's what's your favorite cuss word? <laughs> um, fuck. Nice. Excellent. <laughs> 
what is your favorite Beyonce song? I, oh my gosh, just one? Top three. I love Halo. I love Single Ladies. I love, ooh, so many. I, lately, I've been loving Cuff It off her yes. newest album. It's just such a bop. What's something that uh, people would be surprised that you own? Um, okay, so do you know like those yoga balls that you blow up um, and like do yoga on? Yeah. I actually, I, I really like having like an extra large one of those to like bounce on while I watch TV <laughs> in my living room. So, yeah, I think that that would surprise most people to see a 21-year-old grown adult bouncing in her living room. <laughs> if there was a musical Mount Rushmore for you, who would be on it? Okay, Lana Del Rey is going to be, like, obviously front and center just because I love her. <laughs> which I've established, but um, she's like amazing. I think Taylor would definitely be right beside her. I think Ed Sheeran is so incredibly smart as a lyricist and so incredible as an instrumentalist. Um, I definitely am a huge Ariana fan just because I feel like she obviously has like the voice of an angel but also I just feel like her aesthetic is really cool and different and she makes I don't know she pushes boundaries um I think like one and then the last spot for me would probably be I'm trying to think about like who I've been listening to I listen to like a lot of indie artists too not just mainstream people so I'm you know what I mean like yeah. especially lately I've been really into artists that are kind of like more indie but I don't think that that constitutes like a place on Mount Rushmore so maybe but this is your Mount Rushmore so <laughs> that is true that is true um okay I'm looking through my most recent playlist <laughs> hold up and then I feel like probably like Lady Gaga Nice. just because she's an oh shoot wait no i forgot about rihanna can we have six people sure okay cool it's a six person mount rushmore excellent using only colors describe your music okay my music would be like swimming to the bottom of a pool on a sunny day and then opening up your eyes and looking up as the sunlight moves through the surface of the water. I think that is the best answer to this question that I have ever gotten. <laughs> Thank you. That is absolutely fantastic. So you are putting together like a super group and mm -hmm. you're the lead singer. Who are the other members? 
I mean, I feel like, I feel like a really, uh, okay, like known artists or like really discreet unknown. We're all kind of in the same place of just starting off and like just, you know, creating our first EPs and whatever. Um, any of the above. If I were going for known artists, the dream team for me would always be Taylor and Lana. Like I think the three of us together, just as songwriters and as women would just be like, absolutely. I don't even wanna know what that would feel like. I think it would feel like flying or having magical superpowers. <laughs> um, yeah. But like if I'm that. going for more unknown artists, I think Lately, I've been listening to like a lot of Gracie. Actually, Gracie Abrams is like very well known at this point, but I listened to her before she was kind of famous. Like I was one of her earliest fans. So back in that realm um, time period, I think we would have a lot in common. And I think I'd love to write with her. And then I'm also like, I don't know if you've heard of this artist named Quinny, but she just came out with a song um, called Touch Tank which I actually discovered on TikTok, which is so funny because <laughs> I I just think that that's so funny because like lately all you hear on TikTok is like throw it back and like whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not funny at all. Like I delved so deeply into her work after discovering that song just because I loved the metaphorical nature of it and I loved how smart it was. And it's really... I don't know. She just has a really cool vibe and I'm excited to see what else she's going to put out in the future. Nice. So the music industry big wigs come down from on high and they push a stack of cash at you and they say, Jules, you are allowed to cover one song from any artist catalog. Money is no option. We're going to record it. We're going to promote it. We're going to do music videos. We're going to tour with it. What song do you pick? That's so interesting. I would love to do a girl's version of Sweater Weather um, by The Neighborhood, just because I always... I always really loved that song. And especially when I first moved to California, it just feels like California should feel. And I wondered how it might, how it might sound if a girl approached, cause it is kind of like more of a, it's like more of a sensual, um, loving, romantic tune, but it is through the lens of a boy. And so I wonder how like the girl's perspective on that would sound. That's interesting. I did. If, if there's anyone who, you know, is, is high up in the music industry, um, I need this to happen now. So could you <laughs> cut Jules a check and let's, let's get that rolling. I'm down. I'm there. If, you know, if they're down, I'm down. I, what, what's a song that you've written that you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack? Oh, actually, that's a really, really good question. And that kind of perfectly suits like something from this project that I've been working on because it's so funny. I wrote this one song kind of with, I guess not with like a film or um, TV show in mind, but it was kind of around that time when I was first watching Euphoria. And I think a lot of the 
deeper, darker hues on that TV show and the themes that they approach really influenced the writing on that song. So um, the name of this song is called Brittany and it's absolutely, definitely one of my favorite songs that I've ever written before lyrically, just because it's so narrative and there's so much to dig into. And I, um, I get really excited to think about the idea of ever having the opportunity to create a visual for that one because it is very cinematic and I do think you would find a lot of the similar um, influences that I did kind of get from Euphoria's like lighting and you know their whole like tv show is just so beautifully produced and so I feel like it's really cool to think about a song like that ever even like making it to a soundtrack like that that would be crazy nice so this next question is um, kind of a choose your own adventure type thing. Um, I have three of the most cliche questions uh, that all artists get asked in interviews. And uh, I'll let you pick the one that you would like to answer. Your choices are, who are your influences? What got you started in music? Or what is your creative process like? Okay, I think I'm going to go with number three. Um, and number three is my lucky number. So that just nice. makes sense. Um, what is my creative process like? I like to describe my creative process or the best parts of my creative process. It sort of feels like an alien has come down and taken a finger and is touching my forehead and like downloading information into me. And then I, I feel like I kind of, I don't feel like I'm on earth when I'm really in flow state. I feel like I've kind of detached from what's around me and I'm so focused, hyper-focused on what I'm doing and what I'm creating that kind of the world just blurs around me. And it, it does feel like a very transcendental spiritual experience at times. And it's so funny because my sister will like literally snap her fingers and be like, earth to Julia, like earth to Julia. <laughs> and I'm just like, Jax, like I literally can't register that you're there right now because I'm so focused on what I'm doing. And that's definitely, that's the best experience of songwriting and the creative process for me is when I get so, you know, I, I dive so deeply into what I'm doing that I can't even really process what's going on around me. That's how I know that I'm on to something great. Excellent. What is your strangest pre-show ritual? Hmm. When I was a kid, before I used to take tests, I used to have to high five people three times. And if I didn't get a third high five in, then I was gonna fail the test. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, so I don't have anything like that anymore quite before shows, but I, um, I do have lucky picks and I do believe that if I lose my lucky pick, I'm going to suck on guitar the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just say a silent prayer to God, um, which I've said my whole life. And yeah, I like solitude before I go out on stage. Do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? I consider myself an artist. 
because I feel like the word entertainer to me presumes that you're putting on a show or like you're putting on a face for other people in order to entertain them. But at the core of what I do, I just think it feels authentically me. Like I think that my art is my life form and it is my life in the way that I approach life. And so I don't think it's kind of like my brain and the way that it works and I couldn't help but songwrite, you know, even if I tried to do something completely different, which I have in the past, I write the best songs. I always tell my friends this, but I write the best songs in business class. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's just something so natural to my brain and to who I am that I feel like artist is just who I am. It's a part of my persona and yeah, fundamentally jewels, you know? Perfect. How many alarms does it take to get you out of bed in the morning? One. Nice. (laughs) Two. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll say one and a half. (laughs) Depends on the morning. (laughs) What do you think is the biggest misconception about um, musicians? (laughs) that's really funny because I was on a phone call with this lady the other day who um well she's a talent agent that I work with she's helping us to book shows and you know I was kind of confused at first about why she wanted to speak directly with me but she was very adamant that she speak with me and not my my manager and sister or sister Jack's Um, And Jax and I work so closely and she, she really knows like everything about me, my brain. So at first it was kind of like, you know, like maybe you should talk with her because she knows the dates better than even I do. She's like, you know, we're so close. She was like, no, no, no. I want to talk to you, Jules. I was like, okay, I'm going to call you. And we have this talk and this is like a very pragmatic, straightforward lady and I um, I kind of grew up in that environment just because my dad and mom were not artistic at all. And they were not, you know, my dad is like a very business-minded, pragmatic, logical guy. And so we just had a conversation and she was like, okay, this is amazing. Now I know what I'm dealing with. Sorry to bother you, but I had to hop on the phone call with you just to make sure that you're not another crazy musician. <laughs> what? <laughs> And I was like, I guess there's a stereotype in LA with artists that, you know, you don't really know what you're getting. Um, I guess, you know, because being artistic is kind of being different and it is marching to the beat of your own drum. So especially in LA, there's just so many creatives that I think for business minded people, there's like the stereotype of artists being like very loofy and, you know, as a musician, that's one thing I've encountered. What moment in your career are you most proud of? Um, I was really proud to put out this newest song um, just because it's everything that I've always wanted and dreamed of creating. And I think it was really special for me to kind of take a moment and sit there and just feel like, down like I coming from Connecticut having these wild dreams sitting on my bedroom floor for hours writing this music 
And then actually seeing some of that become tangible and become something I can click on on the internet and become my reality. That was a really crazy moment in my life. And it's always going to be something I'm immensely proud of is just how far we've come and how we've really kind of achieved some of the things that we only once dreamed of. Um, so taking it back a little bit, um, what is the first song that you remember hearing? Oh my gosh. The first song. The first song that I remember hearing, honestly, was my own songs. Because when I was like three or four, my sister has like a lot of videotapes but I was always a songwriter and I always heard melodies in my head. And I, I just thought that that was normal. And really like from the age of four, I do remember just hearing this elaborate music, like full out songs in my head. And my sister has these videos of me like dancing around, mumbling incoherently, just like, you know, mambo jambo. <laughs> but it's so funny because I still remember that music inside my head. And I remember trying to show people how good it sounded. And like, obviously that didn't translate. <laughs> <laughs> but in my head, it sounded freaking fantastic. So a lot of good music was missed out on. If you could start your career over from the minute that you decided that music was it for you. Yes. Would you do anything different? You know, I, I try not to, I try not to regret anything in life or to ever look back and be like, I would do that differently. Cause I think we all have moments where obviously we're like, oof, that was so, you know, like I should have done this or I should have done that. But the truth is, is that you grow more from every misjudgment, every miscall, every misstep than you ever will from the successes. And so I truly believe that every time I've fallen flat on my face, it's made me so much better and so much stronger. And so I try not to regret anything in life and instead take away the positive from that. That's beautiful. Thank you. What keeps you up at night? Oh gosh, I sleep like a baby. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> like the moment when my head hits the pillow is like the best part of my day. Just because I don't know, like I feel like I do compartmentalize really well and I do use my time and I I also think like I work quite hard during the week. So I'm just so tired by the time that I hit the pillow that I don't really care to think about anything I just want to like watch a tv show or turn off my brain and I don't know I I really sleep so well <laughs> nice would you ever consider acting full-time <laughs> it's funny that you ask that because my first experience with of acting was like this music video <laughs> <laughs> and 
and other music videos. And I truly think that that's kind of where my acting career is gonna start and end is with a lot of music videos because it's so fun for me to act in that capacity and to bring my art to life in that way. But I don't know, I, I don't really, I just have never really viewed myself as like an actress. So the first time that I got on camera, I remember feeling so like, I, I was so like, wow, is this my reality? Like, is there a camera two feet away from me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna suck at this. <laughs> I was so nervous. Um, but what I will say is that like every time it happens, I get better. And I love that feeling of growth and empowerment. And so I guess you don't really know, maybe in the future, as I start to create more art and become more comfortable in front of cameras, I will want to kind of extend it into the acting realm of things because they truly are interconnected. So tell me and the folks listening at home and all over the world, um, what's, what should we be listening to from you right now? Um, okay, so right now, what I would really appreciate you guys listening to is my newest song, Heartbreaker, um, put out at the end of September, and so it's brand new, and it is my baby. I definitely feel like Heartbreaker just kind of encompasses everything that I've always wanted to create, because it's very like cinematic and narrative. And I love the way that it zooms in on one girl's life experience to kind of make a broader overarching statement about the cyclical nature of love. And so I think that that is truly indicative of what's to come for me as a writer, as a lyricist, as a singer. And I love every part of that record. So I, you know, I would just feel really grateful if you guys gave it a chance and gave it a listen. Excellent. And so what's, what, it, what does the future hold for Jules? What's on the horizon? I just want to create as much as I possibly can. And that's my goal is I have a lot of ideas and I have a lot of crazy ideas. I have a lot of, somebody once said, I forget if it was Albert Einstein. I, I forget who it was, but I think he was like, you know, there's a very thin line between madness and genius. And I, I truly believe that that's true. And I'm really excited to kind of explore some of my maddest, wildest ideas in the future and see if there's a way I can bring them to life. And if there's a way, I'm going to do it because I have a lot of one girl with a lot of will. And so I, I would just be excited to see kind of like how many of my craziest ideas I can actually turn into tangible reality. Um, and there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of music that I've written and, you know, I could kind of like delve a lot more deeply into it, but I've pretty much been songwriting since I was 14. So I have endless notes on my phone of just, you know, a lot of stuff that I would be really, really excited to bring into the world. So hopefully you guys want to stay tuned and want to join me on this journey Absolutely. Um, Jules, thank you so, so much uh, for being here today. I have, I have enjoyed this more than you will ever know. Um, I, I am so looking forward to 
your future and one day when when you're taking home all the Grammys to be able to say you know what I I interviewed her way back when (laughs) you're so kind thank you so much it was the pleasure was truly all mine This has been a Rod Wharton production in association with Spring Break 83 Entertainment. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.